remember the first time I really touched your skin, babe? It was our first date and we were resting at the beach that late California afternoon. The sun was making its way down for some much needed rest. You were laying on your tummy looking at the waters and I picked up a fistful of warm sand and scattered it on your bronzed back. You looked at me and smiled. I promised to take it off and I proceeded to swipe the sands away with my fingers. It was the first time I felt your smooth, flawless skin. Its feel was, is, intoxicating. That moment changed the course of my life. Your soft, bronze skin did that. Just thought you should know. I wrote that back in March 2011. Uh, so what, seven years ago? Today is June 22nd, 2018. Uh, we probably had just come back from the beach, and I was thinking about our first date, the first date that my wife and I ever had. Uh, we went to Leo Carrillo State Beach uh, in Southern California, out on the west side, obviously. And it had been a very nice long day. She was wearing this blue bikini that she held on to for way longer than she should have. And that's not a complaint. It was just a very cute bikini, but it was a very 1990s bikini. The the uh, pattern on it, it was, it was very dated. Um, and back then she had a, this mole on her back uh, that was very prominent. Uh, she eventually had it removed, uh, which was sad to me because it was something that I always liked to play with. It was this just this little spot where I could focus my attention to. There are several uh, spots that she has where I like to do that, but I'm not telling you about any of those. I'm just telling you about this one very glaring one that I that she used to have and that I now miss. Um, and yeah, the, we were s sitting there together. We had been flirting and talking and getting to know each other, and I think eyeing each other from afar. Uh, in close and, and hoping for something to change for somebody to make a move and nobody did uh, until that moment later in the evening and it's that's one of the cool things about Southern California sunsets they can really turn romantic very very fast and I did I I touched her and the, the, you know, the, the, it was just one of those things where you know it all comes together and you know it's all okay and this is somebody truly special that you're actually that you're spending time with and uh who knows i was what 19 years old how the hell, how, how the hell what the hell did i know about what was going to happen with life but it was the start of her and i getting together we had our first kiss soon afterwards and then um i think after that we were on the phone all the time and we were you know, we were dating soon thereafter, every single day, you know, chit-chatting. We would hang out at school. We would get, you know, come back home, get on the phone and talk to one another for hours. Our phone bills were super expensive back then because that's the way that we connected. We didn't have cell phones. Uh, we didn't have texting. We just had school, or, or, you know, meeting in co at college and then going home and talking on the phone. And my parents would hate it because I would tie up the phone line, you know, all night. But there was no way that I was not going to talk to this girl. I mean, she's my everything. Well, she's been my everything since then. She's my everything now. Um, but my whole point, of it, you know, starting off with that is just that's how I remember trips to the beaches in my 20s, my early 20s. 
Uh, it was her and I going out there to, you know, Seal Beach or going to Santa Monica State Beach, Leo Carrillo State Beach, Malibu State Beach, and just hanging out for the day. And we had these spots where parking was free in, close to the Getty Villa because uh, yeah, I didn't feel like we were poor back then. Not that we're well off now, but we were poor back then. We didn't want to pay for parking, but there were these spots along the, the road on PCH, the Pacific Coast Highway, where you can you can to this day still park for free, but you would have to get there early in the morning because as you can very well surmise, those are highly coveted spots. And so we had this one place. We get there early, set up for the day, uh, and we're talking about blankets and sandwiches and just hang, hang. And that was basically our Saturdays and our Sundays for several years, for a long time. And then we disco- discovered rollerblades, and so we would um, rollerblade, you know, from Santa Monica to Venice Beach and beyond. And we lived at the beach for, well, lived at the beach means that we spent a lot of time at the beach during those early years in our relationship. It was a haven for us. Then, which also meant going into the water and, you know, splashing about, uh, you know, burying each other in the sand, but it was just the two of us, us two, you know, 1920 something, just having fun at the beach, you know, carelessly and fancy free. Time goes by and you have kids. And I remember that almost from the moment that my children discovered that there were these self-contained places, these pools where you can go and throw yourself in, that they had found nirvana. I remember my daughter, we used to take her to these um, baby swimming classes, and she was about two and a half, maybe three years old, and she would stand at the edge of the pool uh, with her her toes curled uh, off the side, they're gripping the concrete, and then she would launch herself into the in the air into my arms. And when the moment the splash happened, she would just let out this giggle and ask me to do it again. And we would do it over and over again. And sometimes the instructor was telling us that we had to move on to do another um, exercise. And she wanted nothing to do with it. She just wanted to throw herself off the side. My son was very similar in that way. They, they're both water babies. They absolutely love the water. Um, if I were more well off, we probably would live near the beach because they probably enjoy doing something like lifeguarding or uh, along those lines because they, they, they enjoy spending time in the surf that much. But when they were younger, taking them to the beach was not a fun experience, not for me anyways, because it always meant hauling a shitload of things. A, you have to obviously have suntan lotion, more suntan lotion than you'll ever use. Yeah, you have to have you know several umbrellas because you don't want them to burn. Uh, you have to have their pails, their rakes, their shovels because they're going to want to build something. You have to have regular diapers and then water diapers. You need to have all sorts of snacks and food because kids at that age, they're constantly coming back to you from the water and asking for you to, to feed them something. Obviously, plenty of water. And it was this exercise in in hauling shit that I absolutely dreaded and hated and there was a year I think where I even boycotted the beach I said I'm not taking everybody it's just too big fucking hard 
And we live in Southern California. The beach is only 40 minutes away. But think about it. I mean, you got to get the whole, get, get all, everything packed, take them to the beach, have a day at the beach. Then once you're tired and sunburned, bring everything back. And then you have to put all the thing away. I mean, it's like a mini camping trip. And I was done with it. I didn't want to do it. And I'm going to say from ages maybe three to seven, that's kind of how it was. We had this, I had this love-hate relationship with going to the beach. And I think it's interesting because I used to love it so much. But then it changed. And also during the course of those years, I discovered that the ocean water is very cold. It didn't used to be that way. When I was, you know, maybe, you know, in my te- teenage years, I could just, the moment that I set my stuff down at the beach when my parents used to take us, I would run into the water full tilt and just jump in it. And there was no care about the temperature of the water. It, 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 more than anything, it was just, I'm in it now. So I want to have as much fun with the surf as possible. I want to be in under the waves. You know, I want to splash about. I want to swim as far as I could before, you know, losing sight of my parents. Um, I also, in my teenage years, I always felt that my skin always looked better after the beach. Like it was a you know, a scrub of some type. So I knew that I was going to have good-looking days ahead because, you know, pimples weren't going to be an issue because the sea ocean, the seawater was going to help with that. Uh, Stupid, I know, but (laughs) what do you want from me? But now, uh, the moment that my toe hits that ocean water, it is like dipping my toes in icicles, and I hate it. I can't stand it. But during those earlier days with my kids, they want that in the water, and they needed me there to make sure that they were keeping kept safe, which meant that I would have to reluctantly inch my way into the water and feel that the water level rise and splash um, to my knees, then to my mid-thighs, starting to you know get my swimsuit wet at that point, feeling that dread of that coldness. And then as it starts to creep up towards your balls, you realize, oh, this thing is going to be so cold here in a minute, and I am going to be thrown in it. But your kid wants you there, so guess what? You pick him or her up, and you make your way through. And as cold as it is, and as much as you're not liking it, you're doing it because you want to make sure that they are having a good time and that they're giggling and they're enjoying the surfing. And you can't let them go because guess what? They are not experienced enough to take on the ocean waves. I can't tell you how many times they thought they had it on their own and all of a sudden a big wave come and then you have a kid all bruised up because, you know, they got caught in the undertow. It was like that... Yeah, I've always hated that, and and unfortunately, that dread of the water being cold has not gone away. I I cannot seem to go back to the way that it was when I was a teenager, where it it didn't matter. It always does. It's something that, even now, I rather spend the majority of my time at uh, at the top of the beach, looking over them in my chair, than get in there with them. But, it doesn't work like that when you're a dad. and I just took mine a couple of days ago, I, you know, just before the beginning of summer. They wanted to go to the beach. We obviously are in summer vacation, so let's go in and I'll take you out there. And it's funny because now mine are older. They're, you know, I almost have a preteen here. And, well, I do have a preteen. And they want their dad in there just as much as they used to. And I have to suck it up and, and, and do it. And But at least now... 
I can't. They, they they are good swimmers. They can spend a good chunk of their time out there on the on their own without me having to worry about get them getting hurt. They they're a lot more powerful and capable. And so the beach is starting to become more fun again because now I can take them. I, first and foremost, we don't have as much shit to to you know to go to to take with us. Uh, I mean, I literally had a chair, one umbrella, a big blanket and some food, and we were good to go for the day. It wasn't like I had to get up first thing in the morning and pack everything into the truck. It was just, okay, guys, let's gather up all of our stuff. Swimsuits are ready to go. We still have sun, a shitload of suntan lotion. Let's go. And that pick-up-and-go situation makes it so that I, don't, that, that I want to go because it's not going to be the ordeal that it used to be. And so there I go, and I set up my chair, and I you know, can't get Camp Torres going. Um, and we get down, head down to Seal Beach, which I've come to prefer over Santa Monica because it's really, the parking, again, it's free in certain times of the, the, you know, except on Mondays, I think. And we get to sometimes just have the beach to ourselves because it's more of a residential community, at least the spot that we go to. So a lot of people don't know how to access this part of the beach. And I think every single time that we went, it has never been busy. Gosh, can you guys hear the chickens? Yeah, sorry about that, guys. Hold on, let me go take care of the chicken deal. Sorry about that, guys. You know, the, the hens have been really loud in the mornings lately. It's just like they have all of this energy and they act out. Uh, but if I hear them, then it distracts me and I can't talk to you guys the way that I would like to. So that's the reason why i got to go out there and put my foot down. And they get it. They get it. They need to be quiet. That's recording. Anyways, so, yeah, I like to go to these relatively uh, less traffic places because it makes the beach experience a heck of a lot more comfortable for me. Um, I don't like sharing space with other people. If my neighbor at the beach is 40 feet away, perfect. Anything closer than that, I feel like we're starting to infringe on each other's space. And I don't know, I guess I just like relative quiet as much as possible there's something to be said about just enjoying the laughter of my kids at the beach and just the ocean waves crashing it's very soothing to me and the moment you start adding more people uh, on top of one another that peace and quiet goes away so anyways yeah um this time around again it's just myself and the kids my wife was not able to go uh i wore speedos to the beach and now, I know what you're thinking. You're uh, you're thinking that it's the super skimpy ones that they wear at the Olympics. No, it's not that. It's more of the longer boy short parts. But they are very form-fitting, extremely form-fitting. And uh, I don't know why I bought them. Uh, I think they were on sale. And I thought, well, maybe, you know, it's going to spur me to lose weight and get myself in shape so I think I bought them earlier in the year to spur me to do that and now here comes summer and I didn't quite do what I set out to do but part of it is that I had made a promise to myself to wear them to the beach and guess what this is our first outing and I need to do it and so I put these on you know over some pants and once I had everything set up uh, I looked around and there wasn't really a lot of people at the beach and I'm like here we go and I took off my pants, and all of a sudden I found myself in Speedos. Here, at, at 40 years of age, in Speedos, and I can't tell you how self-conscious I was for the rest of the day. 
but like I've always told you, it's a challenge, right? It's this, you're not, you said you were going to do something, so now you're going to follow through. And, uh, and so I did, and, and I, I, there was an ebb and flow to the day. There were some times where I felt completely comfortable and not an issue, and there were some times when I felt like, I, especially when the lifeguards finally showed up to open their booths, like I felt like, are they making fun of the old guy <laughs> in the water with his kids uh, in the Speedos? Um, you know, I, I remember in, because the Casino Royale where James Bond comes out for the first time. I'm talking about the Daniel Craig one. And he's in that kind of, you know, shorter, short type of deal. And, of course, he's this super fit, uh, striking vision of a man. And and I think I'm the comedic opposite of that. I'm just this regular Mexican 40-year-old dad with a slight belly coming out of the water. And I must look like a seal. <laughs> A surly seal coming out of the surf. Uh, I don't know. It's. I'm sure some of you won't be able to comprehend, but it's this concept of not feeling comfortable in your own skin because you think that you don't live up to whatever standard you have built up in your mind about what your body's supposed to look like. And I'm not... I'm not a, 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 an overweight dude. I'm in relatively good shape. I mean, I work out as much as I can, and although I don't eat perfectly, I do think that I make a lot of healthy meals. Uh, I go on walks. I do a lot of activities with the kids. Um, you know, I, when I look at pictures of me dressed up, I think that I look relatively attractive still for my age, but I don't know, there's something about wearing a swimsuit and, and being out in front of everybody else where you really start taking stock of the imperfections in your body. And it's weird because we live in a time where there's a lot of body positivity going on, where you're supposed to be, be proud of your your curves or, or, your, or the slight pudge at, you know, at, at the belly. But I guess I grew up in a time when we were self-conscious or we were conscious about all these things. And I've never been able to shed that ability of, or shed that want to be this perfect ten, uh, and and not and now I'm find myself at this age, and and I'm trying to reconcile being comfortable with who I am and in my skin with what I think people want to see at at a place like a beach, and how those two will work together, uh, and also the fact that my kids are around, right, and so. You know, if we were there with their friends or anything like that, I probably wouldn't have done it because, you know, kids are judgmental and I don't want them pouncing on mine. But it's it's really where the theory and the practice come together. I'm all about body positivity. And I try not to judge other people, you know, if, if they want to be comfortable out there and they're wearing something, whatever they want to wear, I'm fine with it. But when it comes to me, it's this, like, uh, I want to be body positive, but... I am very still self-conscious about what I look like. Um, I don't know. I don't know if any of you experience that too. As you start hitting towards the uh, summer waters, are you thinking about, do I look right in that bikini or that swimsuit? Do you even, does that, do you even give a fuck? And if you don't give a fuck, how did you get there? Uh, because were you always like that? Was it something where 
you know, it never crossed your mind and you are who you are and you're there to just enjoy the day. And if that's who you are, that's wonderful. I want to learn how to do that because I don't. And I don't know that it's going to get any better. I think that this is the way that I'm going to be. And it's not, it doesn't ruin my day. I don't want to make it sound like I was crippled and, and not able to move about and have a good time with my kids. I completely and totally did. But it's this constant taking stock of myself. And I would, I would love to get to a point where I don't do that. And who knows, maybe if I spend more time down at the beach versus the, two or three times a year, I wouldn't be as self-conscious about it. But anyways, those are my thoughts for this June 22nd, 2018. This is going to be a fast one. Um, I got some really great feedback on my conversation about The Incredibles 2. Uh, at least I had one dad call and write me and, and tell me that he really enjoyed and liked what I had to say about it and that he had similar thoughts about Mrs. Incredibles. So it didn't make me feel like such a creep. <laughs> Um, so I, I, I'm really appreciating the feedback and in, in, in the conversations that I'm having with, with some of you guys. By all means, please hit me up. Please subscribe to the podcast. Check me out on Twitter at Hugo's Post. Um, I'm available to talk to you, uh, whether you agree or you disagree, as long as you do it in a, in a, good, uh, in a good way. Uh, I'm here to talk to you and, and, and have some back and forth. Okay, peace to you.